Sister Revolution Show, a show for men and the people who love them, where we discuss how men can find and embrace the healthiest versions of themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles Corprew. Last year, as I needed to run away from the problems that I helped to create in my life, I decided that I wanted to travel. As we mentioned on our most recent show on discomfort, we can get carried away with certainty. It feels all warm and fuzzy when we can control the facets of our lives. When we say to ourselves, there's no need to do this because I already know the outcome. That's, that's funny. That goes into what we just said, Rachel. <laughs> Yet, how often is the outcome completely different than what we thought? <laughs> Traveling or wonderlusting, which has become one of my favorite words, provides the uncertainty that allows us to grow. I remember when I went to Spain in 2014 for all the wrong reasons, alone. I hated it at first. It was in New York. I didn't have friends there. I didn't know the language very well. The Catalans are very rude, and I got sick. It sucked. But then, in the quiet, I realized that there were opportunities for me to grow. When I got to Madrid, I changed my attitude. I met great people, and I fully enjoyed myself. Fortunately, I don't have to travel empty. I don't have to travel alone anymore. And my good friend, Dr. Greenfield, will be on to tell us about his stories traveling with me. So, as I think about this, what does it mean to be a wanderlust? And how can be being a wanderlust allow us and help us to find and embrace the healthiest version of ourselves? To join me today, I am happy to have two girls who travel, Kim Floyd and Valerie Jones of twogirlswhotravel.com and their travel blog. Hello, Kim and Valerie. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I was telling you it was okay. You got to trust me, bro. <laughs> How y'all doing? I love my producer <laughs> because I, keep, I, I kept saying, what button do I push? <laughs> what button? And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. But then I trusted her. So how y'all doing? <laughs> We're doing, doing really great. well. Thank you for having us on your show. Oh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I was able to look through your, uh, your website and, and go through your blog. Y'all do some amazing, amazing stuff and have traveled to some amazing places. I'm actually a little jealous about what you got going on. <laughs> Don't be jealous. You can go too. <laughs> that is, that is true. That 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 is true. So let me ask you before we even get started into your wonderful travels and your your wonder lusting as you know I'm gonna say that as much as I can wonder lusting. Um, I do like that word. What's your revolution? So Kim, can you begin with us? What's your revolution? It's seeing the world to see the world. Simple. You know, life is too short. Not right. To experience it. I got you, Valerie. Um, I'd have to piggyback off of Kim and also just say when, when we started this, it literally was planning a trip and then just kind of taking it a step further. Like, well, you know, we have a media and journalist background, so when we say see the world, we really want people to see it through our eyes. Like, we want to take our laptops, take our camera, 
immerse ourselves in culture and share it with people because we would almost be remiss if we didn't share what we see because we do, like you said, do some cool stuff, some things that are unorthodox, things out of the box, and we want to share with everybody to encourage them that they can do it too. Yeah, I'm excited, and, and like I said, I'm very excited to hear some of your stories and some of the interesting places that you've been, but I want my listeners to know a little bit about you too. So, Kim, who is Kim Floyd? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, like uh, Valerie was saying, you know, we both come from a, a media background. I used to work for a publication called Rolling Out, mm-hmm. and I was there for about, in corporate America before that, and uh, I was in media for about 10 years there, and currently with a publication here in uh, Houston, Texas called DMARS. And, uh, you know, with that comes just everything media. So I'm, I'm in ver- um, you know, in African-American media, love it. But, you know, I found myself just work, 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 work nonstop. And, you know, something just, it just clicks. You know what? Quit not putting yourself first. Have some balance. Be a happier person. And instead of giving, you know, two or three weeks back every year, just go. Right. Use your time and go. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Valerie, what about you? What's the, what's the tidbit that you'd like to tell the world about you? Um, well, for me, anybody that knows me knows I'm kind of like a, a bundle of energy. So I'm, <laughs> I'm originally from East Texas. I'm a country girl. Um, I moved to Houston strictly to uh, pursue my wanting to write, be a journalist. There were more opportunities here than in my hometown. And so I literally have written about everything. I run the gamut, like from small business. I got to work with Kim a little bit in the past at DMARS. Um, I've written about health and wellness. I've written about currently about oil and gas. So pretty much everything. And I've always I, I left it for a little while to try to pursue something else. And I really missed writing. I really missed journalism. So I came back to it, and I'm probably never going to leave again. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's the interesting thing I think I hear from both of you all is that you want to be able to share your journey to the world. Why is that so important, particularly now as, and I always try to bring it into our equity conversation, why are your journeys and your ability to tell those stories so important for people of various cultures, various races, various ethnicities to see and hear your stories? Why is it so important? Um, I would say it's important because if you look at us, um, we we get along great, but we are so different personality-wise. I mean, literally like night and day. So if you take two people who have no other commonality other than they get along really well and they both like to travel, it makes for some really interesting uh, vacations and experiences. I think anybody who looks at themselves, you know, you have the people who say, well, I work all the time. I don't have time to take off. You can do a weekend trip. Or I don't have a lot of money. Look, we give you tips on how to, to budget travel. So there's literally no excuse why you can't get out there and see the world. And if you restrict yourself into just, oh, my town, my city, or even just my state, you, you really rob yourself of some really cool experiences. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. And we get lost here. You know, I live in New Orleans, and it's Mardi, <laughs> it's Mardi Gras season, and so everybody is, is descending down on our city. Uh, Crew de Vue is this weekend. It's it's really the, <laughs> the demarcation of Mardi Gras is really starting, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Those of us who have been here, I've been in New Orleans for 13 years, are ready to go and see something else. And actually, last year was the first time that I left New Orleans during the Mardi Gras season and actually went hiking and skiing. 
Um, and it was really a really a good time to get out of the city and see something doing, see something different. And I realized that I love to hike. I love to be in the mountains. I love to be up and traversing and rough terrain. But I also love to ski. So being out of the city, out of New Orleans, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Mardi Gras. And I'm like, um, I'm going to somewhere <laughs> cold. And um, But I, I definitely understand that. What type of, um, I guess, feedback have you received from the people who go to your website and, and, and read your articles and blogs? What are they saying to you about your experiences? Well, I kid you not, like every day, it it just, it, it it amazes me. People are like, you know, I'm living through you. I'm like, you don't have to live through me. You can do it too. Exactly. And, you know, people, they love our travels. They they love how we kind of play off each other. And, you know, like they'll say, we're like night and day, you know. it's She's um the millennial and, you know, I'm, I'm a little old, a little more. <laughs> <laughs> We, you know, we get along so well because we like the same thing. Right. So, but the difference is the same. Right. Um, so you've said that a couple of times now about you all being different, one being the millennial, one being a little seasoned. You know, when people think about it, and, and I'm the one, I, I probably won't travel alone again, hopefully. Um, but if I, <laughs> because I've been able to realize that you can experience something greater when you can have that conversation, you can laugh, you can you know, do things together and still do your own thing. Um, you can get lost. And people tell me all the time you need to be able to go and be able to travel alone because there is that discomfort and that uncertainty. But what are some of the great things that you all bring together because of your diversity, because you're traveling together? What happens when, you know, the millennial and the a little more seasoned come together to experience these things together? I'm going to throw to Kim on that one because I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> well, you know, so you end up kissing sea lions, climbing pyramids, <laughs> doing stuff that you just, you know, I didn't expect to do. But, you know, she's such an adventure seeker, and I love that about her because that's just not my nature right off. I'm more of the, you know, okay, let's go to a resort, let's um, <laughs> lay by the beach, you know, let's have fun. <laughs> There. You know, no, no, no. Let's climb pyramids. Let's go to the mountains. I'm like, oh, girl, you're killing me. <laughs> but it's so fun, you know. Right, right. I she definitely knows understand that. I may complain, but I love. Right, right. Uh, it sounds like me and my buddy, uh, Dr. Greenfield, who is actually uh, now watching us on our Facebook live feed and will be on the show a little later on. You know, you would think that we are so, and we are very diverse, uh, and he is that adventurer. And I'm like, man, I just want to go out to the beach and hang out. He's like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Um, and we're going to talk about this a little. Just, just a little snippet of our conversation is that we went to Europe for 10 days over the summer. And literally, I needed to take a vacation from our 10-day vacation because I was so <laughs> tired because we partied till late in the late in the morning and then he wanted to get up and go and go and go and i was like dude i need to rest <laughs> i'm old <laughs> and he's like yo you realize that i'm older than you so <laughs> it it happens but it, it you do need someone to push you and to get you out of those spaces um so and understanding that and, and let's go into your travels a little bit what are some of the most interesting places that you've been in uh, in your travels. Um, well, well yeah, this ahead. is about, I, I really, I literally love everywhere I've been, even if we didn't plan on going there to begin with. And, and that's to say, we are not destination specific. We will go 
where there's a good flight deal where we're just like, hey, we should go here. Mm -hmm. For me, I really enjoyed Costa Rica because I think uh, there was, I saw a stat somewhere that said Costa Ricans are like the, the most happiest people on earth, either first or second behind Mexico. And when you get there, you literally cannot be in a bad mood. I went with a group of girls. Um, and, I mean, you just can't be in a bad mood. Like, there's always something to do. It's lively. It's walkable. You're right by the beach. Like, everybody kind of has this whimsical way of living. Like, you know, you get off work and you go to the local bar and you have a drink. Like, it's just a happy place. Um, aside from, like, a big city like Houston and Orleans where you come, you're immediately affected by traffic. Yeah, and, you, you know, you it's, Especially Houston. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, it's just different. Um, but Kim actually has some really cool places she's been to, so that was mine. Kim, uh, what about you? you? Know, I, I fell in love with the Vatican, Vatican City. Oh, really? Um, it was just amazing. You know, the, 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 the buildings, the architecture, the Swiss guards, it was just, it was so great. I mean, Rome was fantastic, and then actually going in and touring the Vatican, that was amazing. Um, that was probably one of my best. I pleasantly, I didn't think I was going to love Boston, but I really had a good time in Boston. Really? Um, yeah, Boston. I did. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't expecting it. That was kind of bad. I was like, oh, yeah, Boston. I'm like, eh, okay, well, we'll do Boston. But Bo I really had a good time in Boston. Boston has um, one of the one of the trails, one of the uh, Underground Railroad yes. trails. Exactly, exactly. Uh, every time I go, um, I was supposed to go and take that tour and never got a chance to do it. But I heard that it's wonderful. It, it is wonderful. So outside of the States, is there any other place that you find fascinating that really kind of sparked like, wow, I could live here? Or, you know, the culture really shifted your mindset about, you know, who you are, who you wanted to be or what you wanted to bring back to the States? Well, for me, every time I go on vacation, I feel like I could live there. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's just me wanderlusting, but I really think that I could probably settle somewhere um, in the islands, um, anywhere in the Caribbean. I think I would be perfectly fine on any Caribbean island. Um, give me a little hut to give me something to drink and a little job selling stuff by the beach. I will be fine. I like that. I, I, I like that. My producer, Rachel, wants to say something. Rachel. Can you talk about Santorini? Um, because the pictures were gorgeous, and I'm surprised that neither of you said that Santorini was one of your favorite trips. I mean, it was gorgeous. I mean, come on now. Santorini is just, it was amazing. We had so much fun in Santorini. From the, the cliffside views, we did a, a, a tour of the island. It, it was just if you can go to Santorini, that's no. in Greece. I mean, <laughs> yes, Greece is just amazing. Just, and we island just so everybody knows, you know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, go to yeah. Greece. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because I, I found a lot of African Americans are now starting to go to Greece. Right. Um, well, and, yes. And, and there has been that, um, I'll, I'll call it a recession, but they've been going through mm -hmm. that period of time where Greece was their really currency. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to go. I, I need to put that on my bucket list. Yep. Dr. Greenfield, I know, I know. You've been listening to the What's Your Revolution show <laughs> with Dr. Charles Cool Proof, powered by Aetna. We're talking about being a wanderlust with Kim Floyd and Valerie Jones of Two Girls Who Travel. Uh, so, Kim and Valerie, let me ask you another question. So you think about this, the practices that you have been able to pick up. What have you implemented? What is something that you learned in another country that you have imparted 
uh, and then implement it into your life that you didn't have before you went to that country or that place? Hmm. I would, I would definitely say just an appreciation for simpler things, um, and not simple meaning you know boring or anything. But if you go to another country, um, say for instance you go eat somewhere at a restaurant and you're thinking like, well, I'm about to order this food and it's going to taste. I expect it to taste um, <laughs> somewhat similar to what I would have you know in the U.S. or in Texas or whatever. Like for instance, Tex-Mex. Mexican is completely different. I wish that people would, would learn that. Very <laughs> we heard that when we were out in Sedona. Tex-Mex and Mexican <laughs> are different, <laughs> and you want Mexican. Correct. So uh, just kind of appreciating and, and saying, you know, hey, this is what y'all like to eat, and let me let me eat what, what you would eat as a local. I don't want to go to the best-rated restaurant on, on some travel website. I want to ask a local, where would you go eat? If you want to go get some fried chicken at 3 in the morning, where would you go? Take me there. So just wanting to appreciate the community feel of traveling, the locality. And, again, we're big about sharing our experiences. So when you come with us um, digitally with us, our travels, you're going to see how a local would live. And, that, so, and that's what people want. That is exactly what people want. And interestingly enough, if you come to New Orleans and people say, where can I get the best gumbo? My kitchen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the answer is it's somebody's house. Do not go to any restaurant to get you some gumbo. That, that, is, right. not, that is not, <laughs> that is not right. the place to go. Hey, Derek. Um, <laughs> so um, that is a very, very interesting thing and, and really understanding that the culture and, and the people and the native people bring so much. And we get lost oftentimes in tourism. Let, let's go to Bourbon Street or whatever place in Costa Rica or whatever place in Sedona or, or all these different places. One of the greatest tips that my friend and I got, we went to the Grand Canyon over the holidays. And we were hiking in Sedona. And one of, one of the tips – one one of one of the tips was don't go in the eat the west entrance of the Grand Canyon because that was where everybody goes, and the people the couple that were talking to us they were like we pass miles and miles and miles of cars, right? But the locals told us that if you really want to go, go through the east entrance because that's where, you know, you're going to see the most beautiful views. And once we got to the Grand Canyon and and opened up, they were exactly right. But if we hadn't really engaged and really been a part of that, we wouldn't have known that because locals mm-hmm. know, you know, locals know the culture. And they'll be able to, if you get in, that's the, that's the big piece, you know, and get immersed. I love to get outside of the, the touristy, as, as we say, places. Um, right. So I'm going to ask you, ask you another question. We're almost uh, out of time. But, you know, we talk – we talk about wanderlusting, that, that wanting to travel. And everybody I brought this up to like, I love to travel. I love to travel. But then some people said, I wish, you know, but I don't have the means. But you're telling me that you can find ways to travel on small budgets. How do you do that? Oh, we love that. Well, well that's, oh, I love yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what Val, she mentioned that, you know, we aren't destination specific. We look for, um, you know, really good deals on uh, airline tickets. Um, you know, even if you're just doing somewhere within driving range, Megabus. You know, oh, they have okay. those specials on Megabus. I mean, if you have the time, right. you know, think about it. You could do that. 
So what mm-hmm. sites are you looking? What, what sites are you looking on? Or you know, just, I want my people to be like, I, I went here, you know, I got, I found this deal. Where are you going? Is there, are there certain places? Or are you just, you know, you're mapping it all out? You got the papers all, all so, over so the want, kitchen you table. You want me to give you all my secrets? Just a little bit. Just, just a, <laughs> just a little tidbit for us. So, say for instance, for Houston, we have something called Escape Houston. It's EscapeHouston.com, and they send all the flights that leave from Houston for, you know, all around the country, all oh, around wow. the okay. world. And that's how, I believe, is that how we did Greece? Was that Escape Houston? We need that. Escape New Orleans, um, especially doing Monogram. That <laughs> just, just actively scrolling every every flight. I mean, if you look at airlines, that we we like Southwest, for example. That's just an example. So if, if you know anything about Southwest, if you pop on their site any given day, there might be some domestic deals there, so good for like if you want to travel in the U.S. for international flights. Yeah, I think I think Kim, you're right. Escape Houston is is your best. But if you're if you're based in Houston, but there are other similar sites out there, I'm sure. But that's one of our personal favorites. Yeah, and right now Southwest is a sale. So <laughs> we should have had them as a sponsor today. But you know, don't be afraid <laughs> to travel to another city to get a good deal. So okay. if I need to fly out of Dallas, I may just drive to Dallas and fly out of there if I'm going to save four or $500. Right, right. And, and, and so, that may be a little uncomfortable for some people. They're like, well, i got to drive to Dallas. i got an airport right here. But if you want to save some money and you're going to be that wonder luster, you've got to make yeah. some concessions. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> and, and then to, to be able, on another note, just to have extra money, you know, multiple streams of income. That's really, you know, people – Oh, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting there watching, you know, loving <laughs> hip hop or whatever Scandal. you want to watch, and I do it too. But while I'm doing <laughs> that, let me have my other multiple streams of income going on and getting my extra money, my travel money. Mm-hmm. Right, I got you. I, and you, mm-hmm. you have to think upstream, and and that's one of the things. If you want to travel, what are some of the things that you actually need to do to be able to fulfill your dreams? And and don't get lost. And telling yourself, well, I can't do this. There are ways to do this. And one of the things I think that we have to think about, the benefits of being a wanderlust. Um, And we think about our kids. And we think about children of color. And we see the academic disparities that many school systems are trying to overcome. But one of those disparities that's not really talked about is the experience gap. Mm-hmm. Kids are not our, our kids are not getting those experiences that really allow their minds and their 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 hearts to grow and exp- because of the experiences of other cultures. We have to be able to expose our children uh, to various experiences, taking them out of the state. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about New Orleans uh, post Katrina is that we learned that there was a large segment of the uh, Orleans Parish population that had never left Orleans Parish. And it's not that big. In 30 minutes, I'm in Mississippi. And so, <laughs> you know, and so that's the interesting piece. We've got to be able to give our children um, that experience that allows them to see various cultures. One of the things that I hated, you know, that I regret as a college student is that I didn't go abroad. I didn't go abroad for the first time until I was almost 40. And so now it's like, wow. I want to learn a new language. Ah, we, we, yeah. Right. Right. Ah, we, that was, that's for the people who, who are watching. But yeah, it, exactly. And so how do we do that? And, and I think that 
your your blog and your experiences also gets people motivated that I want to have these same experiences. Like I saw some of the food that you posted on your media kit. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do we do eat very well where we go because we're active food bloggers here in Houston too. So. <laughs> Um, so the, the last question I want to ask you all, and, and it's a really interesting thing, and it may be one of your secrets. You may not want to give it up, but I'm going to ask this. What's the place that you would tell every person to go, but it's not a place that everyone knows about? You know, it's not the Grand Canyon. It's not Copley Square in Boston. You know, what's the place that you should say go to this because you're going to you're gonna love it, but no one knows about it? Mm. I went to, I visited Portugal, and everybody knows Lisbon in Portugal. Right. But there's another little town called Cascas, and it's, like, right on the, right on the water's edge. And castles, just beautiful cobblestone streets, and you could get to Lisbon in 30, 45 minutes, but that little town really? was just Gorgeous. I, I, I was by myself, solo traveling on that one. And it was just gorgeous. Loved it. Would well, go back in a heartbeat. Well, that's that's the place. And um, I met somebody who's uh, from Portugal. So maybe that person might take me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, Valerie, I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for dropping the wisdom about, you know, how you... Uh, attribute your wonderlust to the wonderful life that you're having. We appreciate it. For everybody that's listening, go to twogirlswhotravel.com. Check them out. Check out their blog. Follow them on all of their social media. Again, thank you for taking the time out, ladies. We appreciate it. Thank you for thank having you. us. I got you. Stay tuned, everybody, as we have my good friend and travel buddy, Dr. Derek Greenfield, joining us in a few minutes. Stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. But Visit H&W Drugstore, African-American owned and operated, servicing the New Orleans community for over 50 years. Experience fast, friendly, courteous, and caring service every time. Let our knowledgeable and friendly staff take care of all your prescription needs. Same medicine, same copay, if not lower than the big box pharmacies. H&W Drugstore has two convenient locations to serve you. 8454 Morrison Road, inside U.S. USA Market in New Orleans East and 1951 Barataria Boulevard inside Budget Saver Grocery Store in Marrero. H&W Drugstore is African American owned and operated. Call us today at 504-244-3784. H&W Drugstore, knowledgeable, friendly, and here to take care of all your prescription needs. When it comes to modern banking, people in Louisiana want a bank they can rely on for quality service and convenience. At Metairie Bank, we're proud to say that for 70 years, we've been that trusted institution because of how... We connect with you. From commercial and residential loans to mobile technology that makes banking easier, there's one local bank you can always count on. Metairie Bank. 
bank. As the longest standing commercial bank headquartered in Jefferson Parish, we're 70 years strong but forever young because we connect with you. And we're pleased to offer the latest in mobile banking so you can check your balance, make a deposit, or pay a bill at any time from anywhere. Battery Bank. From the South Shore to the North Shore, if you're looking for a local bank with a 70-year tradition that continues to evolve with modern technology, come see how we connect with you. Battery Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Concise, current, and correct. That's our mission every weekday morning at WBOK as we bring you the latest news and sports at the top of each hour. Join me, Warren Bell, along with Sports Director Roe Brown for the best five-minute newscast in New Orleans every weekday morning at WBOK and brought to you by Entergy, the power of people. Do you need help with a mental, addictive, or developmental disability? Are you uninsured, Medicaid-eligible, or covered? If so, Metropolitan Human Services District is here to help. I am Dr. Rochelle Head-Dunham, Executive and Medical Director for MHSD, where we provide expert care and resources to help you maintain your recovery. Make that first step. Call us at 504-568-3130 or visit mhsdla.org. MHSD is where we change lives. Looking for a new school? The Urban League Schools Expo has all the information you'll need for the upcoming school year. Come visit over 130 direct-run charter, private schools, and early care centers in New Orleans and apply on the spot. Get there early to receive uniform vouchers and school supplies. There will be food and fun for the entire family. It all takes place Saturday, February 3rd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Superdome, and parking is free. Pre-register online for faster admission at W www.urbanleaguela.org or call the Urban League at 504-620-2332. Urban League Schools Expo, Saturday, February 3rd on the Superdome floor. OT hosted a good morning show talking about chilling, man. No better place to chill than chills, man. First class classic hot dogs and pastry shop. Lord knows you can chill with some first class food at chills. Ain't that right, chill? It's the only way to go, OT. I mean, we're located at 575 South Calton Avenue in the River Bend, uptown New Orleans with Calton running to uh, St. Charles. We have great hot dogs. We have great po'boys. We have great gumbo. Uh, we have pastries that's, oh, uh, man, to bite your fingers for. Man, talk about taking care of your own, man. You can buy from one of our own, eat good food from one of our own, and guess what? You can chill. Always with chills in this family, man. Over at Chills First Class Hot Dogs and Pastries. No better place to chill than at Chills. One more time, where you're located, Chill. 575 Carrollton Avenue um, in the River Bend. Take it from me, OT, and Early Bird. Hey, Early Bird. Yeah, I, I hear you tweeting. Where do we chill? At Chill. Contact Mr. Chill's First Class Hot Dog and Sweet Patrons at 504-533-9308. Owl's Operation, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. WBOK, New Orleans. Street collapse. 
Welcome back, welcome back to the What's Your Revolution show. Gotta give a shout out to my man behind the weasel steel, my man Kendall, the jazz man Williams. That's right, I said his government name. Thank you to Kim Floyd and Valerie Jones of Two Girls Who Travel for dropping knowledge and wisdom on the What's Your Revolution show about how you can be a wanderlust. But I need to talk about myself for a minute, and to do that, I want to bring on my boy, Dr. Derek Greenfield. The man. What's up, Derek? How you doing? What's going on, Charles? So excited to be here on this program. And again, much love for you, the work that you're doing to change lives and change the world. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, we're going to get formal first. Okay, all right. So what's your revolution, Dr. Greenfield? (laughs) (laughs) My revolution is every single day to make the world a better place. Today is the first day of the rest and best of my life and your life. So let's go get it, especially when it comes to travel. Let's go get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just kept thinking. So... Anybody that knows me over the last year, they've seen pictures of this, uh, this, this stalwart, this man, this, this, this dude that keeps me out of, keeps me out of my comfort zone by taking me all around the world, man. Uh, so, D, we've had a good time over the last year, man, traveling to Europe, traveling to Montreal, traveling to Sedona. What does travel do for you? You know, because you, you travel outside of our time together, but... What does it do for you? What has it done for you, really, particularly with the work that you do? Sure. Well, I do full-time speaking and consulting, and I get a chance to literally 365 live on the road. And, and just to take a step back, you know, Charles, we're social scientists, and we check the research, and the data are clear that there are social, emotional, cognitive, even health benefits of travel, literally. People who travel more and take these experiences have less stress. They're more open-minded. It challenges us, and it's challenged me to let go and experience life more. There was a time where I think I was a little bit held back. There was a time where perhaps I was a little bit more worried about things and how they were going to turn out. And literally by travel, it's challenged me to, to just allow life's experiences to unfold and appreciate the beauty of the moment and just to go for things that otherwise I might have held back. You know, the word vacation, y'all, it, it, it comes from vacate. To, to, to literally leave. And right, sometimes we need right. to, to leave that perspective behind and say, I want to just experience the entire world and see what other folks have. And, and I, I want to just mention real quick, because you're probably going to bring it up on the sneak tip, and I need to <laughs> catch it now. See, Charles, Charles says that I, that I snore. <laughs> I really don't believe that I do. Um, but, you know, real talk, everybody. It was the first night we, we landed in London. He hadn't slept, and I had been there for a few hours earlier. And he was so pissed at me when he couldn't sleep. But you know what? Even something as silly as that, and I know that it might irritate you, we, we have jokes and laughs and stories and experiences for life. You know, Charles, you and I were close before we started traveling. We tighter than tight your boy. I mean, like, there's our bond has gotten so much stronger. And it's little things like that we can joke about, laugh about 
experiences we can look back for a lifetime and said we did that. Yeah, you know, there yeah. was a time. I, I, real quick, I just mentioned the perspective story. We're hiking in Sedona, and, you know, and, and up to the Grand Canyon, and we're in the Grand Canyon, and thousands of feet up in the air, but an easy trail. And and, and that trail was down. not easy. That now. trail was, was not easy. Whatever, whatever. That trail was not easy. <laughs> but go ahead. And, Right, and, and so, and I'm like, come on, keep going, and he did. And he did a great job of taking risks and overlooking this beautiful terrain that was absolutely breathtaking and beautiful and life-changing. And then the next day we're hiking, you know, only a couple hundred feet cliffs. Man, and there was no trail, y'all. There was not a single <laughs> way. And Charles going through this like Indiana Jones, and I'm, I'm flipping out. I don't have the right boots for this, and I'm uncomfortable. And we looked at each other, and I said, you really thought yesterday was scarier? And he said, you really thought today was scarier? And it was a moment that gave us a lesson about perspective. Yeah. We all see the world from different lenses. Even though that's the work we do every day, sometimes we need a reminder. And it was travel that gave us that extra. Yeah, no, man, you always have a great way of putting things, again, into perspective and how that travel. You know, and you're right. We laugh so much. And I think that laughter allows you to then break out of some of that discomfort because, you know, as we're sitting on the ledge of the Grand Canyon, you know, and, you know, when I got emotional because I'm like, okay, you know, we're down here and we're looking up and we see all those hundreds of people up there. And we said in the beginning, we wanted to get down there because there were only a couple of people. But you kept pushing and kept pushing. I was like, you know what? I'm good here. Right. <laughs> I kept saying, you know what, each time you're like, all right, I'm going on. You can you can come, <laughs> but I'm going to go. And so that's what we need oftentimes in travel and in life is that opportunity to be with people who are going to push us out of our comfort zone. Each time I remember when we were in Europe and I was like, man, I'm tired. You were like, let's go. Let's go. Let's keep <laughs> let's keep going. And that's what travel is. You've got to keep going. Uh, to allow yourself to experience. So let's let, let's 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 pull back. We've been to a, a couple of places, Derek. What was probably the most challenging space for you as we traveled, you know, over the year? What was the most challenging space, challenging thing, challenging aspect of the travel experience? Well, that hike when I thought I was going to die. <laughs> um, that certainly. That's certainly what happened to be one of them. You know, I think that when we started that first trip, and just to give some backstory, right. there are folks who've known us and have said, come on now, Charles and Derek traveling together, this might not work. <laughs> you know, we have different, I mean, we're, we're great friends. We have different personalities and different styles and interests and, and, and whole ways of doing it. And so literally it was that first day we realized we got this and we're going to figure it out. And then you, you just kind of decide, like, okay, what are you interested in? What do I like to do? And you blend it and you make it work. Yeah. And that's the beauty. Sometimes it's great to do trips by yourself. And as you mentioned, when you go with someone else, you, you, you find out the things that they're interested in that expose you to experiences you wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, they yeah. do that in reverse. And so, you know, there, there's that challenge, I think, for some people. But for me, I think when, you know, we, we spent some time in, in Amsterdam, and there was a day that I, I broke off for a minute. And I said, I just need to get a shave. Well, it was like $50 for a shave. And I said, heck no. And so I'm, I'm riding around to buy a razor, and I end up completely lost. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And my phone dies. Now, I'm, you know, reasonable, like, under pressure. I think I'm decent. I flipped out. <laughs> I said, I don't know where I'm going. I'm tired. I've been pedaling all day. I'm a little out of shape. And somehow through you, you, you meet strangers, and strangers are only friends we haven't met yet, 
right? And so folks kind of give you a direction. And then one guy even picked my bike up and said, you look really tired. Come on, let me help you out. And this beautiful moment happened as a result of that. So I literally was scared. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't have the address. I literally was in this huge city lost, and somehow I worked it out. Yeah, uh, And yeah. that's what happens in travel. You somehow work it out. There's somebody listening right now who says, well, what about language barriers? If I'm going to go to a country, I don't speak the language. Somehow the human condition allows us to work it out. I was in Costa Rica at, a, at, at someone's home staying at a, a, for a couple of nights. The folks who didn't speak any English, and I was with a little bit of Spanish, we sat and watched TV. My favorite new show, <laughs> Sabado Gigante. And Sabado Gigante. Show, we laughed, and, and somehow it allowed us to come together. We shared a little bit of our language and culture, and we worked it out. And it's the beauty of getting there together, taking that risk, being open to the experience that's life-changing. Man, and I, look, that brings up, it's interesting that you say that because I, I talked about being in Spain alone. And my first night in Barcelona, I'm trying to find this jazz club. And I end up finding, not finding the jazz club, um, hanging out with this little dude who could not speak any English. And I, my Spanish was horrible. But we sat in, um, oh, God, what is it, uh, the big square in Barcelona on, um, oh, God, Las, 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 Las Ramos. Yeah, I, I, I think Las, Las Ramblas, Las Ramblas. There's a huge square, and we sat there and drank Heineken's <laughs> till like four in the morning. And him trying to speak his broken, little broken English, and me trying to speak my little broken Spanish. But it was probably the highlight of the trip. I was like, well, you know, if if I, if I have a, a great time tonight like this, the trip is going to be amazing. It wasn't, <laughs> but I learned. But it's interesting again going back to. Just little things that happen on travel that create discomfort, and you have to figure it out. Because you remember that first day, we were like, oh, we're going to travel like we travel in the U.S., right? Well, the airport, our first airport was an hour away from our hotel. The Uber was late. So we got there, and you got you have to have literally have your bags in like an hour before the flight. So we're thinking, well, we got 30 minutes. No. So we missed our window by 11 minutes. You remember that? 11 minutes, mm -hmm. and that became our motto because what happened is that in those 11 minutes, we got we had to travel to Heathrow, which was another hour and a half away, and try to figure all this out, get on a flight, right? Get on a flight that, thankful, Dr. Greenfield was like, I got this, right? Get on a flight and then get to Amsterdam. We get to Amsterdam at like 8 o'clock. It's still light, right? still light. We check in. We fall into one of the greatest parties ever. Like, literally, we're walking down from the Airbnb, and the door just opens up to, like, this oasis. Like, well, what are you all doing here? Well, we're staying at Airbnb. We're just vacationing. Well, come on in. Four o'clock <laughs> later, 4 a.m. later, we're still at the house partying. Had a wonderful experience. And like Derek said, Derek said the people just embraced us, you know. And it was really, really interesting to see that. And Derek, probably, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the most interesting thing was that they just saw us for as Charles and Derek, you know. And I was the one who was worried about the race as I walked into this place. And you'd be like, you know, we got this. But it was really interesting. Hey, these are two people from the States. They're Americans, not the whole racialized piece that comes along with that. So I found that quite interesting. And we really felt that throughout the entire trip. Sure, and I remember that you were very clear to say, like, you were not sure would you be comfortable. 
And is this going to work out? How are people perceiving you? And it really, again, challenges us to look at our perspective and realize that folks have very different viewpoints and life experiences, and that becomes something wonderful to discover. And it also allows us to let go of some of our fears, some of our assumptions, some of the negativity that may come along with it. Uh, and it was powerful. Now, to be clear, we were in Amsterdam, but I just want everyone to know, no weed. We didn't smoke any weed, <laughs> so I want to get that out of the way. Uh, but, but that part... But that party was and so powerful. And, and what I love is when you vacate, you go on vacation, you have to sometimes vacate the desire to compare things to what you know or to expect them to be what you know. And so, no, in other countries, it may not operate the same way as you check into a hotel or when you go to dine. People may have different schedules and, and cultural traditions, and we sometimes want it to be our way, an American way, and then we get that sort of bad American reputation on the road. Embrace yes. the experience for what it is not what you would think it should be. Right. Uh, and right. you'll find out that that allows you to bring that perspective back home. Exactly. We become more patient, more open-minded, more tolerant. You say, it doesn't have to be my way, because you're right. Had we not had that 11-minute snafu, we would have missed an amazing party that truly transformed our perspective. It put us at ease. They gave us connections to other events that we went to. And it just made the trip. So I'm glad we missed that flight. Yeah, that 11 no minutes doubt. allowed us to have even more. Exactly. And, I mean, you just think about the – you're right. The people that we met, you know, the family at the park, you know, who just kind of took us in, you know, and really said, hey, come be with us. You know, even though, that you know, we were listening to some Dutch music at one point. We were like, what? The, the family was like, you know, come with us. Be a part of who we are. You know, they're... Well, they were trying to hook up their daughter with you. That's a whole separate issue. But anyway, okay. Right, <laughs> we're, we're in sync, Derek. You know, it's funny. We get on the phone. We talk. We're in sync because it was about to come out of my mouth before you said it. But clearly, you were quicker than me. You know what I'm saying? You are listening to the What's Your Revolution show with Dr. Charles Corpru, powered by Edna, talking to my good friend, Dr. Derek Greenfield, world-renowned speaker, author, lecturer, facilitator uh, about race, equity, diversity, and inclusion all around the country, all around the world, who happens to be my travel buddy. Uh, as we talk about some of the experiences that we've had traveling, wanderlusting around the globe. Interesting. Derek, so probably let's th think about the Europe trip. What was the most exciting experience or the exciting experience? you know, thing that we did that, you know, really said, and you're really good at saying, what's the metaphor? What's the takeaway from this? From this? Because you, you love to ask me, well, Charles, how did that, uh, how did that trek down the Grand Canyon feel for you? And can you expound <laughs> that to the rest of your life? <laughs> so what was that experience that kind of set, well, you know, set it out for you? Yeah, yeah. And kind of a simple one. We had the most amazing uh, swim out in, in Lake Geneva there in Switzerland. And it was just so liberating to have that kind of experience. And it happened by accident. You happened yeah. to hear about it. Somebody told you about it. You happened to tell me. You know, I'm, I'm right now in New Hampshire. I was speaking today and speaking tomorrow. On the, I just realized just before I got on the phone for this call that the New Hampshire motto is live free or die. Oh, live and free or die. And that's the beauty of travel. I was in Hawaii back in December and ended up at this place where they were doing some cliff jumping into the ocean. And I watched a guy up there for like 15, 20 minutes. His family's sitting there with cameras like, jump, dude, we're trying to get this picture. <laughs> we were waiting forever. And he was waiting and waiting. And it was, and, but you know what? When he eventually jumped, I know for, I just know it, that that changed him for life. Because whatever held him back for all that time, he let go, which means mm -hmm. if I can do that, 
what else can I do? Right. If right. I can do this jump that all these people are scared of and I never thought I could do it, what else in life is there for me? Mm-hmm. So that swim was just so I, I cannot believe the beauty of where we're at. We just happened to find it and have this great swim and, and you know, there's people talking and playing and we're just engaging with folks. Remember the little saying, we did, Remember the little French boy? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, it was just, the, yeah and he know, was so fascinated with us. Yeah, and you know what? He saw, as he looked and saw an older male of color, not say old man, but older male of color, that he he connected with and said, and he just wanted to to get close to you. He just wanted to be able to interact and to talk, and you were trying to learn some French, and there was something beautiful in that moment of of being able to have folks who would never otherwise come together share that experience and laugh and to play, and and, and it was beautiful. Yeah, and and, and bust your tail, because uh, if you ever go to Lake Geneva and go to the park where there are these stone steps, make sure that you miss the last step, because it it is covered with water and glassy, and everybody, everybody falls. Like I told Derek, I was like, watch the last step, boom. <laughs> Watch but, the last yeah, step. Yeah, well, you know, you said it as I was stepping on it a little late. Thanks, bro. Thanks, dude. I mean, like, really, I mean, I needed it a little bit earlier than that. <laughs> I, you're right. I should have said. But it's still, you know, the briskness of being in Lake Geneva and, and being there, it was one of those things. Uh, again, we think about the accidental hike in Montreal uh, in the park, how we went up mm. to the top, of, and then all of a sudden we found ourselves, but we thought we were lost. We could see the road. And the wonderful conversation that we had on this accidental hike. You know, if you ever go to, what was the name of the park? I can't remember. Seaham. I know we'll she's watching. They, nobody, nobody will know who's making it up. <laughs> Mount Seaham. <laughs> Seaham is one of my former students that's watching the show right now. Um, but she's the one who introduced us to it. And we ended up on this ac- accidental hike, you know, in this beautiful terrain. And all of a sudden, there's nobody there. It's just you and I talking. You know, talking about life, talking about equity, all the different things that we were. Mont Royale. All right. Thank you, Sam. Mont Royale. Um, you know, and all of a sudden we find ourselves, boom, back with everybody else. We got lost. Basically, we were lost. We could see the road, but we didn't know. But we weren't worried about it. There was this one dude that just walked out of nowhere. We're like, this is a little creepy. <laughs> but, but just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little creepy. But we're like, let's just keep walking. Um, but those things happen when you, you know, the accidental things that really make the trip worthwhile. Because you're always looking for that one thing each day that brings you into, like, wow. You know, as I sit here with Rachel every Wednesday, I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, exactly. Derek, so y- you think about that. Where's the next trip for you? Where's the next trip for us as we think about really expanding out and getting into our uh, level of discomfort, but also allow us to say, hey, I'm going to have a good time. Well, this year I've definitely got to do Brazil, Thailand, Bali, and Greece. That's at least right now on the agenda and then some more. And I tell people, hey, if anyone knows me or even if you don't know me and you're listening, hit me up. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. And I would love to just get some folks who say we want to have these kind of experiences uh, because, again, sometimes it's the beautiful stuff. We went to Wimbledon. I mean, that's Yeah, I forgot about that. Stuff. You can't forget that's about amazing. that. And, and yet, and yet, to me, that's why I mentioned Lake Geneva because there was something about the simplicity and how right. beautiful it was, exactly. and it came out of nowhere by accident. That was so amazing. And anybody listening, if you've got a fear, you're worried about, you know, you heard before from uh, your guests around. There's so many travel websites. There's lots of ways to go find money, uh, to you know, find good deals and have money. Get a passport. Literally today, order your passport because then you have one less excuse to not go. 
If you don't have it, then well, I got to get a passport. And it's going to take a couple weeks. If you get it today, then you can pick up any day. If you catch a great travel deal, you can wake up and say, "I'm going to Abu Dhabi. I'm going wherever." And so, go. Just allow yourself the freedom of the world and your own happiness. And I promise you, you'll have some experiences that you'll never. Forget. That is, and that's a wonderful tip. As you think about, it is a very simplistic tip. Go and get a passport. And set the goal that I'm going to put stamps in my passport, you know. And there are these travel deals out there. And the other thing I, I want to talk on, because we we're, we're about to close out in a second, Derek, is that the highlighting of men being able to travel, right? Because wanderlusting is a word that seems to be feminine, right? And women talk about going and traveling together. But why should men be able to go out and travel together and then report back about how good it was? Why is that important? You know, any time that you're out of your own space and you can get out of your own way, you're allowed to then have conversations that you might not have in those other spaces. Mm -hmm. So we were talking, like you say, having the kind of deep conversations. We've always had good conversations, but they got so much deeper. We shared more of our stories. We got closer. We would have challenged each other and encouraged each other. We opened up in ways that can't happen when you're, you know, you're sitting there at the bar in New Orleans. They're not going to happen when you're, you know, just going out to dinner. It's, it's being there in the middle of the forest, and there's a little bit of fear, and there's a little <laughs> bit of excitement, and you're looking at each other like, we got each other. I trust yeah, you with yeah. my life right now. Exactly. And if I could trust you with my life physically, then emotionally as well, and we'll have those kinds of conversations. And so, and you know, I tell people, you know, if you sit looking face to face with someone, you might hold back. What are they going to say? What are they thinking? If they give me a funny look, you go on a road trip with somebody, and if you're not sure about international travel, go on a road trip with somebody, and you'll discover that after a couple of hours, you're like, when I was eight years old, like, where did that come from? <laughs> and you, you start, you start sharing because by not looking at somebody, by just being with them, and as you talk and you share the time together, you open up, and your friendship becomes even stronger. Yeah. The love and the bond becomes tighter. And as men, we need to do everything we can to be there for each other. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, and, and it really harkens to the two days that you described earlier, one being at um, the Grand Canyon and then the next day when we were at Soldier Pass hiking. And it took both of us, you know, together to basically be able to tra traverse those two terrains because we had different perspectives, different levels of fear. You know, I was ready to go, you know, keep going at Soldier Pass. You know, you were ready to keep going at the Grand Canyon. And it was because of that that we were able to really see the greatness of what was happening in those moments. And we think about the conversations that we did, those really intense, immense, and vulnerable conversations that happened as we're hiking, you know, these very dangerous terrains, you know. So I really do, you know, think that men have to have those times where they go out and they, you know, really experience things and travel together because then you have the ability to open up and be vulnerable and really see yourself and see your friends in different ways. So... But I, I have to say that I truly appreciate you. Our time is running out. How can people hear, see, get in touch with Dr. Derek Greenfield? Well, I've got a website, Derek Greenfield, D-E-R-E-K, greenfield.com. You can look me up on Instagram or Twitter, Professor DG. Anything I can ever do to support folks in this journey to finding their greatness and discovering all the amazing things the world has to offer, I'll let you go Thank you, brother. Hey, man, be safe in your travels, man. I look forward to seeing you soon, man. Thank you for blessing us with your knowledge here on the What's Your Revolution show, Derek. Take care, brother. Thanks so much. Love you, my friend. Love you too, man.
Hey, everyone, we're about to sign off. Thank you for watching the What's Your Revolution show. I want to thank my producer, Rachel Graham, the man behind the wheels of Steels, Kendall the Jazz Man Williams. Next week, hopefully, hopefully, we're going to put our hands together. We're going to have our anniversary show, and we will introduce the Revolutionary of the Year. We'll have my first guest back on, the Oliver Thomas. So as you go throughout your week, I want you to be a most thought-provoking question of your life. What's your revolution, everyone? Have a great week. Take the day we met I want to go to a place where lovers go do the things that lovers do no stress no a sweet caress from me